Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. Life is full of compromise, but there's one thing in life that you should never compromise on, your own health. That's why I like to use ZocDoc to find the best doctors for me. That's how I found my personal doctor, as well as the pediatrician for my little girl. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately. No more awkwardly waiting on hold with a receptionist. My favorite thing is that you can see doctor reviews. I mean, who wants to go to a doctor who makes you sit alone in a room for an hour and then rushes out after barely speaking to you? I love using ZocDoc because, to be honest, it's easy and I'm lazy. Go to ZocDoc.com RS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash R-S. ZocDoc.com slash R-S. Welcome to r slash malicious compliance, where a stupid boss screws himself over. Our next Reddit post is from Late Mathematician. Many years ago, I worked in hospitality at a friendly local bar. We had good staff, locals, and management. All in all, a pretty good gig. My girlfriend at the time was studying about a five-hour drive away and was an ex-workmate at the same bar. We had worked together over the summer and then got together once university started. Our local sports team had a game coming up in a couple of months playing in my girlfriend's city. Those nights were always a big party night there, so I decided to get tickets and take the weekend off to spend time together with my girlfriend. I duly put in my leave request, and since this was six months away, the management accepted it. Everything was looking good for a great long weekend away with my girlfriend. Nearly a month later, it was Thursday and 15 days from the big event. My boss came to me and said that he had decided to attend that same game and he was canceling my leave and I would have to do the closing shifts over that weekend. I argued that he had accepted my leave. I already had tickets and I had also booked accommodation for some sweet after-match interaction so this wouldn't work. That's when my boss said, As long as you work here, you have to work that weekend. Cue malicious compliance. I instantly saw the solution. I literally grabbed a napkin off the bar and wrote out my resignation letter under his nose and handed it to him. He refused to accept it. I told him that it would be foolish to not have cover for me starting in 14 days as that was my notice period and I was going regardless of whether he accepted or not. The outcome? I had a marvelous weekend away. He had to work that weekend because he was unable to replace me. And when I bumped into his wife a week after returning home, she told me that he had been slammed on game night. And they still hadn't replaced me and eventually asked if I could come back. We agreed to a meeting time and had a good chat about things. And I got offered my old job back with another buck fifty an hour thrown in. I ended up working for him another four years with no drama after that. Our next Reddit post is from Accomplished Tal. When I was nine years old, I woke up from a nightmare. I was scared and couldn't go back to sleep, so I woke up my dad for comfort. He told me to go back to bed and to never wake him up for anything ever again. I rarely woke my dad up for anything, but sure. A week goes by and it's the weekend, so I'm allowed to sleep on the couch and watch TV. I get up to go pee in the middle of the night, and as I'm walking back, I hear a tapping on the front door. I'm frozen in fear already, and I hear the person trying to open the door for what felt like three minutes. They stop, and I can see their shadow go across our front yard. I'm still standing there, shocked, but I'm glad that it was over. 
Unfortunately, they left to go to the backyard. I could see them trying to get in through the back door. Then, I see their hand reach through the doggy door to grab the handle. They were just two inches away from it. I was holding my breath at this point. They finally give up, and I muster the courage to move again and go back to sleep. The next morning, I tell my dad and stepmom about it, and they're freaking out asking why I didn't wake them up. I reply that I wasn't told to wake them up for anything, and they said that it's okay in emergencies. At the time, my little brain didn't get it because the nightmare I had did feel like an emergency. Our next Reddit post is from a wise cobbler. So, eight years ago, I used to work as a business analyst for a large multinational construction materials company. I was a good employee, and they were a great employer. I'd been given two promotions in my time there, and I'd been moved to several domains in the IT department. I learned a lot. A job opened up for a senior business analyst within a new domain, and for various reasons, I was denied the promotion. Not a big deal. I understood the reasons. I really did. I wasn't bitter. A more deserving external candidate got the position. I was still given the opportunity to work in that domain, which was a great learning opportunity. A few successful projects later in this new domain, I asked if I could organically be promoted to a senior business analyst. And to be clear, one of my coworkers came to my director and said, where has OP been all my life? So I had definitely done a good job, if not a great job. My manager spoke with my director and the response was, well, OP needs to prove himself. I had to laugh. Don't get me wrong. My director was a great guy. After all, he did promote me twice and gave me the opportunity to learn all these new various domains of the business. Nothing against him. But still, that explanation just pissed me off. So I kept learning the new domain and started applying for various jobs outside the company. It took a few months, but one role finally clicked. My current job pays $88,000 plus 15% bonus paid annually. My new job pays $110,000 plus 30% bonus paid quarterly. The director wanted me to prove myself. I just proved myself with another company. I got a $22,000 raise on my base and doubled my bonus percentage. My manager then comes up to me and asks, So, was there anything we could have done to keep you, like make you a senior analyst? Well, I only started looking because they said no to me being promoted. Otherwise, I was and still am happy here, but that money is really hard to turn down. In hindsight, I'm glad they denied me that promotion. Otherwise, I would have never left that company and I would have never been put on my current career trajectory. Man, it's so funny nowadays that all these employers are complaining, no one wants to work anymore, where's the loyalty? Okay, well, you know how you get employee loyalty? You buy it. Our next Reddit post is from Covers by Richard. I had a performance review on July 1st, and my boss told me that I have a hard time keeping track of tasks. It's really not my fault, since the company is too cheap to invest in a task management solution. We literally have to go off massive email chains. And when you have 30 people CC'd in an email, with 25 of them not knowing the difference between reply and reply all, you end up with a lot of stuff getting lost in the mix. Anyway, my boss told me that I had to start keeping track of everything. Everything, you say? Every phone call, every email, every bit of communication for every single task with timestamps? Because apparently I'm very forgetful and don't get anything done. 
I'm normally never this petty, but he gave me bad remarks across the board, so I figured, you know what, I'm not going down without a fight. Especially when I'm being blamed for something that's not entirely my fault. Also, I know that I'm very effective as an employee because I get things done, but my boss doesn't seem to know that. So, I spent the July 4th weekend developing a simple task manager to be used only by me. All of my work phone calls get automatically logged. Every email I received gets saved as a PDF and timestamped. The time received, the time opened, the time that I completed reading the email, etc. I got a package that you sent me, I'm logging that too. The time the UPS driver delivered it, the time I brought it into the building, the time I opened the package, and the time that I threw out the packaging. I don't care if it takes me an extra hour each day. I'm logging everything. So today, my boss emails me saying, This has got to be the fourth or the fifth time I've asked you to do such and such task. This was my time to shine. I responded with, Boss, in regards to the task in question, I've received the following communication. Tuesday, such and such date and time. Phone call received from boss asking me to complete the task. Tuesday, one hour later. Task sent for review. Confirm task pending review with your assistant. I emailed my boss reminding him the task was pending review. Three days later on Friday, email received from boss asking me to do this for the fourth or fifth time asking me to complete this task. One minute later, confirmed with boss's assistant that the task was never reviewed by the boss. One minute after that, re-forwarded the email to boss from three days ago reminding him the task was pending review. If you asked me about this task four to five times, then I would have told you three to four times that it was already pending review because it was completed the first time you asked. Asking me to keep a record of everything was a great idea because now I know that I am not the problem here. I haven't heard back from him since. Down in the comments, we have this story from Mom to Mermaid Boo. I had a boss years ago who would deny ever being told about stuff. This was about 25 years ago, so everything was paper then. So I started writing him memos, then handing him the memo and having him sign and date my copy. He then forgets that he had signed the memo. Then, at staff meetings or whatever, he would bring up the issue that he thought that I hadn't taken care of and I would bring out the memo and remind him that I had told him about it on such and such date. He hated that. And eventually, he gave up on that BS because he knew that I was ahead of him on basically everything. Today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I work out every week, so it's important to stay hydrated. Plus, on top of working out, I've got a three-year-old whose favorite after-meal activity is to run laps, like the little psychopath that she is. Clearly, I need all the hydration I can get. That's why I like to use Liquid IV for my workouts and just for my daily drinking. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And I mean, yeah, vitamins and electrolytes are nice and all, but what about taste? They've got white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and my favorite, lemon lime. Tastes great to me. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code R slash at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code R slash at liquidiv.com. Our next Reddit post is from Calamity Queenie. I believe there are two types of middle school teachers. 
those who teach because they love children, and those who teach because they positively loathe them. Mrs. G was definitely the latter. She held her students in contempt, and I returned the sentiment in spades. She made my fifth grade English and composition class a misery for me and many others. She was mistrustful, condescending, and, as you might imagine, a real stickler for the rules. Come December, she had a special assignment for us, write a letter to Santa Claus. I took issue with this because, one, I'm Jewish, and two, I'm not six years old. Normally I kept my head down, but this, I mean, come on! I approached Mrs. G as the class ended. It's an exercise in practicing letter writing. Yeah, I get that. But couldn't I write a letter to someone else? Anyone else? Please? Ah, ah, ah. OP, the assignment is to write a letter to Santa Claus. That is who you'll be writing a letter to. No ifs, ands, or buts. All right, lady. Santa Claus it is. This is the letter I handed in. Santa, I, <laughs> I have Rudolph. If you ever want to see him alive again, bring two bags full of unmarked toys to the corner of Main and Fairmount at midnight on New Year's Eve. No cops. No elves. Deliver the goods at midnight, or I'll be eating venison through the new year. Sincerely, OP. Mrs. G was furious at the urgent parent-teacher conference that was called the following day. My father's reaction did not help. When the vice principal handed my dad the letter, he instantly burst out laughing. Mrs. G was angry, ugly crying when she demanded that I either needed to go to therapy or the Girl Scouts. To this day, I have zero idea why those were the only two options. Between the cookies and being booted out of Honors English, I regret nothing. Our next Reddit post is from the Locale Hal Zone. Back in high school, I worked for a bakery that was popular in my area. Overall, it was a really good job. I liked the people I worked with, I love baking, and the food was great. It was a really good gig for a high school job. My bosses, though, they were hit or miss. They simultaneously tried to be our friend and boss, and randomly would be total buttholes with no heads up. But for the most part, they didn't bother me too much, and I made do. One night, my senior year, one of my best friends overdosed and passed away. I was, of course, inconsolable. The next day, I had a shift. I called my boss to let them know that I couldn't go in, but it was a day that he decided to stick to his guns and be a jerk, telling me that I had to come in because no one could cover, even after I explained what was happening. Why didn't I quit? I should've, but I was in shock and a kid, and honestly, it didn't even enter my mind. I went the other way instead. I said, fine, I'll be there just as I am. So, you can imagine how awkward it was for customers to come up to the counter at their local bakery to see a young woman with tears streaming down her face trying to ring them up, snotty-nosed and hiccuping through the interaction. Thankfully, my ship supervisor actually had the heart to send me home and change my schedule for a few days. It's a minor malicious compliance, and while horrible at the time, it makes me laugh now. Down in the comments, we have this story from Ascent. My parents came into the cafe that I worked at when I was 18 to tell me that my dog of 16 years had to be put down as soon as possible. They organized for me to have a break to say goodbye and be there while she passed. My boss insisted that I had to come back afterwards because we're short-staffed. I was sobbing serving people, trying to make coffees, and begging for the rest of the day off when my boss loudly said, It's just a damn dog! 
Several people got up and left after giving me their condolences. One of them, a regular, made a comment on the way out about how there doesn't seem to be many people to serve now. My boss still didn't get the hint. Yeah, OP, I'm with you, man. If I sit down to eat at a restaurant and my weeping waitress is begging to go home and the boss says it's just a damn dog, I just leave, man. F that place. That was our slash malicious compliance. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.